Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. He's called Mal Evans. He's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane. And he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, hour number three, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show, Thursday edition of the program. We are live in D.C. at 104.7 FM Freedom, uh, D.C.'s Real News, Real Talk, fabulous studio setup that we have here that we'll be using some in the days, weeks, and months ahead of the show. We appreciate all of you listening all over the country. Encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you don't miss a single moment there. Uh, that Jim Jordan would remain speaker designee until potentially January. That is a mess. Uh, Sidney Powell has pled guilty. She is now going to be testifying against Trump. What do we think about that? We talked about the swing state polls coming out from Bloomberg and Morning Consult today, five of which Trump is in the lead in. Michigan is a push, the only one that Biden leads in. These are the seven most competitive states. Nevada, 8% mortgage rates, RFK Jr., Cornell West, third-party candidates in general, all of that that we have talked about. But I want to reiterate here that there are now stories coming out as Israel prepares to invade in Gaza. No one's talking about the hostages. I want to play this again for everyone out there. Cut three. Uh, from Joe Biden on Air Force One. He goes into Israel, Buck. He doesn't demand the release of American citizens. He doesn't make an argument about the moral imperative of that necessity. Instead, he says, hey, I want to make sure that we get humanitarian aid into Gaza. This is cut three. When we took off, my goal was multifold, basically to get humanitarian aid into Gaza. Uh, and to uh, and get as many Americans out who wanted to get out, could get out, as possible. And uh, so we got a commitment, as you know, from the uh, from uh, the Israelis, including their unanimous vote of their war cabinet and the prime minister. And uh, the second thing was that uh, I wanted to make sure there was a vehicle, a mechanism, that this could happen quickly. Okay, so again... I, I blame Biden, certainly, but also the American media for not focusing on the hostages 
and the fact that we still don't know exactly. I think there are 30 deaths that have been attributed so far uh, to American citizens from the Hamas terror attack. And I believe there's still 14 or 15 Americans that are unaccounted for. And the expectation is that many of them would be part of the hostages, around 200 hostages that are still being held by Hamas. And a lot of those people are kids. And, Buck, we talked about this last hour, I think. I would just ask all of you out there listening, including many media members who listen to this program, compare the amount of attention that Brittany Griner, who was arrested for violating Russian drug laws and never claimed that she did not violate Russian drug laws, the amount of attention that she got while being held hostage by Russia compared to the amount of attention from a media perspective that every American hostage in Hamas has gotten there's no comparison. Brittany Griner got way more attention for violating Russian drug law and being put in prison than these innocent American hostages, many of whom were kids, are getting right. Well, now. she was also never in danger of of execution at all, um, or or being hit in an errant bomb uh, strike. So very different on a number of levels. Um, I would just say, Clay, in this instance, there may be. Um, special operations activities going on behind the scenes with regard to the hostages that we don't know about and that that would be the the kind of uh, action that is best kept under wraps and, and kept uh, highly classified. So they're certainly trying to find where these hostages are in Gaza. Uh, these um, And between the intelligence resources that we can both bring to bear, it's it's considerable. Now, that said, Gaza is, as everyone will point out, very densely populated, and it's their home turf, so they're going to have a lot of advantages no matter how much we have eyes in the sky and, and, you know, and ears in the air. So we'll have to continue to see if there's any uh, movement on the negotiations here, but this is why I think for a lot of people uh, the framing of this should be we have not only our ally Israel uh, about to go to war, we have Americans who are still very much in harm's way, American civilians. Uh, we have children who are in harm's way, or at least there are children am- among the hostages. I'm not sure if any, any of them are, are Americans. Um, and this is also the, a point of moral clarity. Only one side here is taking hostages and threatening to murder them unless they get their way. The Israelis don't do that. The Israelis will capture combatants and hold them in detention and afford them basic rights in Geneva Convention, etc. They do not take women and children off the street and threaten to murder them. This is why the point that Douglas Murray, we played his soundbite yesterday about proportionality, uh, it, it seems just uh, obtuse and, and, uh, and, and borderline insane, really, to get into this debate over is what Israel's doing proportional. Hamas just killed 1,400 Israelis. Yep. Men, women, and children. There were, there was almost a, a tiny percentage of whom were actual yeah. combatants. Yeah, there was, it was not a military operation. It was just go and murder as many people as you possibly because can. Because they're Jewish. And now we're supposed to sit around and get lectures from the UN and the international community about how Israel should be on guard not to overreach or not to overreact or, or whatever the case may be. As we know, Israel has the military capability to destroy, to level and destroy the entirety of Gaza. If it, and there's nothing that Gaza could do to stop that. If the roles were reversed, if the, if Hamas were in a position to level Tel Aviv entirely and the Israelis were at their mercy, Tel Aviv would already be rubble. 
There is no moral equivalency here. And that's why seeing the, um, the viciousness on the campuses and from some in the media and all the rest of this, you know, Rashida Tlaib being the crazy person that she is, uh, it's, it's a reminder of just how far gone some people are when it comes to what's moral and just how incapable they are of distinguishing right from wrong, good from evil. Let's play cut seven here. You mentioned Rashida Tlaib. It is a lie that Israel was involved, according to all of the evidence that is out there, that Israel bombed a Gaza hospital. President Biden, uh, the uh, the entire intelligence apparatus in Israel, in the United States, European intelligence agencies, all of them are saying this was an errant rocket being fired at Israel that instead, by the way, it hit a parking lot, not the actual hospital, and the tally, despite the fact that about everybody in the American media quoted Hamas as if they were being honest and saying hundreds of people died. It seems like it was somewhere around 10 to 20 now, according to many reports, that were actually killed by this rocket. But here's Rashida Tlaib lying, crying, and helping to instigate a group of Palestinian and Hamas sympathizers to storm the United States Capitol. Listen. Continue to watch people think it's okay to bomb a hospital. We're children. You know what's so hard sometimes is watching those videos and the people telling the kids don't cry and like let them cry. And they're shaking and some of you know this. They keep telling them not to cry in Arabic. They do, they can cry. I can cry. We all can cry. If we're not crying, something is wrong. And so I'm telling you right now, President Biden, not all America's with you on this one. And you need to wake up. Okay, why would she not be impeached? Well, I mean, if you care about the truth, she is clearly lying and instigating uh, further perpetrations of violence against American and Israeli citizens because of the lies that she's spreading while trying to cry there. If we cared about the truth, yeah, well, because the Democrat Party, Democrat Party is frightened of the backlash from the far left Marxist, pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas lunatics of which she is the among the, the best known and the, and the most influential. So they're scared of their own side uh, in, in that situation. I, I would just wonder, um, I would put out maybe a, a, a challenge or, or a request, where is the video of Rashida Tlaib? Um, you know, her emotions for the Palestinians, yeah, there, there are children who are terrified, who, who have done nothing wrong in Gaza. That is true, and that is a... That is a tragedy, and it is a deeply sad situation, and a lot should be done, um, whatever can is possibly be done to try to alleviate that. I would want to know where are her tears for the Israeli children who were yeah. just murdered. Where where is where is the meltdown from Rashida Tlaib about the fourteen hundred Israelis who were just brutally murdered? It was not a war; it was a terrorist sneak attack. Why isn't she crying for them? Why does she only have tears for Palestinians? If you're going to go the route of this is about humanity and it's about, you know, having emotional connection to all of us as human beings, then it shouldn't be about what flag they serve under or what country they live in. It should just be about the basic humanity. But it's not. And that's where the fraudulence of this comes in. These people that are saying, oh, but what about the Palestinian children? What about the Palestinian children? You say, what about the Israeli children? Not and the only, Israelis overall. Not only that, Buck. Who's causing the problems for the Palestinian children? 
Hamas. Hamas. That's if right. you're actually going to be angry at someone for putting children in peril or children in dire straits, you should be angry at Hamas because they did that to the Jewish kids and the Jewish people who are innocent civilians. And now that same thing is happening to Palestine because Jew, uh, the Jews are going to respond. Israel is going to respond to the depredations that were inflicted upon them by Hamas. So if you want to cry and you want to be angry at someone, you should be angry at Hamas. Should we play? Let's play a couple of these cuts now to shift gears just for a second. I wanted to make sure, and then we'll react to them on the other side here, Buck. These are this, uh, the, I said we were going to talk about the Sidney Powell situation and her pleading guilty. Let's go to break. Well, we yeah, come let's back. Hold it. Let's, let's, yeah. let's dive into Sidney Powell here in just a minute. We'll talk about she pleaded guilty. What does that mean? There's a lot of other people that are still uh, facing uh, that that trial or facing those charges. No doubt. We'll play those cuts for you. We'll react whether we think those are legit or not. Plus, bottom of the hour, Senator Josh Hawley is going to join us here in studio. He's walking over from the Capitol. Got to hand it to him. When our friends at Hillsdale College put their mind to something, they succeed. They set a goal for themselves of sending a million printed copies of our Constitution and Declaration of Independence. They're nearly there. Reasoning was simple. Americans need to be on a first-word basis with two of our most enduring, important documents. As often as our Constitution's referenced in conversations, it's good to actually know what's written. Hillsdale goes the distance on this one. They print the copies. They pay for postage. They provide the easy-to-use website to send away for one, all absolutely free. The website. Clay and Buck for Hillsdale.com. Go online, spend the minute or less getting yourself set up to have a printed copy of our Constitution and our Declaration of Independence. Order your copy now at Clay and Buck for Hillsdale.com. That's Clay and Buck for Hillsdale.com. He's Buck Sexton. He's Clay Travis. Together, they're breathing sanity into an insane world. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. 
And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including sitting presidents so join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before tell it like it is and even sing a song or two this is our podcast and we're going to do it our way listen to our way on the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast all right so we mentioned that Sidney Powell, who was very involved in uh, 2020 post-election uh, conversations, litigation, uh, she has pleaded guilty in the Georgia RICO case that was brought by uh, Fannie Willis against Donald Trump and was it 18 other defendants? I think it's 19 total. I think it's 19, 19 total, unless they yeah. unless somebody's gotten dismissed. It, it could, could be more. Um, but here is some of the response. We wanted to share some of the response with you and then assess whether or not we think this is what's going to happen. This is over at MSNBC, one of their legal analysts, so obviously hates Trump. Play clip one. Sidney Powell has now pled guilty to six counts of conspiracy to commit interference with the performance of election duties. You'll remember that the Fulton County indictment largely charges Sidney Powell in respect of her role to overturn results in Coffee County, Georgia. Of course, the value of Sidney Powell is her testimony against others, and that includes not only Rudy Giuliani, but former President Trump himself. That will largely be her utility here. And she has confirmed on the record that she will testify truthfully and accurately to anything that the Fulton County District Attorney's Office asks of her. So is Powell going to flip on Trump? Is that a part of this, do you think? And does it even matter i think that's we, we, that's what i really want to dive into with you which is that increasingly i think all this legal jeopardy that trump faces i think he's just going to steamroll through it i don't think it's going to matter and, and and that the more and more i think about it everybody's already made their opinions known trump has gained more support from these charges now i do think she'll testify against him here's what i would say is a challenge towards her testimony she was a lawyer trump is not a lawyer for everybody out there listening, is she going to testify that she knew that her legal advice was not sound? If she does that, and I would think she would probably have to under this plea agreement, it still doesn't mean that Trump knew her legal advice was not sound. In other words, if your lawyer testifies, I gave unsound legal advice, the reason why people retain lawyers is because they aren't lawyers and they rely on them to uh, give them advice. Let me give you an example on this, Buck. Let's take it outside of the field of law. I do a tax return every year. My accountant says, your tax return, everything is legal, sign it. You've talked about it's, uh, uh, who was the, the person who said every year, like, Rumsfeld would send a letter every year saying, I've tried my best, but I have no idea what the heck your silly tax code actually means, nor do the tax professionals that I hire to help me with it. Okay. So I've got a really good accountant. I like him a lot. He's got a good team around him. 
I sign my tax return. I pay all my taxes. I have gone through my tax returns now, and it's like I'm trying to read Sanskrit. I'm not an expert in accounting. I retain my accountant to do a good job. If your accountant, and all of you out there who have accountants the same way because you have complicated legal returns, if your accountant later says, yeah, I didn't give an accurate tax return, why are you responsible for your accountant doing that? I would say the same thing about your lawyer. I'm a lawyer. I'm licensed in a couple of different jurisdictions. If I had a client and I told them, hey, I think this is legal, I think this is what we should do, and then later I said, after I got charged with crimes, actually, oh, by the way, my legal advice wasn't valid, why would that implicate my client's willingness to believe me? He or she is paying me based on my expertise. The reason you pay a lawyer, the reason you pay an accountant, the reason you pay a doctor is because you can't do that yourself. And so I think this is, and, and, and like while CNN's trying to say it, like Ellie Honig here, I think we've got another cut. This is devastating for Trump. I just don't buy it. Yeah, play clip two here. This is a major breakthrough for prosecutors, potentially a devastating development for Donald Trump, because what's going to happen now is Sidney Powell is going to testify for prosecutors in Georgia, and presumably she'll also be prepared to testify for Jack Smith in his federal case in Washington, D.C. She's not indicted in that case, but she's listed as a co-conspirator in that case. She's going to be able to provide insider information that could be really devastating towards Donald Trump. I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, exactly. Look, just, if you want to go on CNN as a legal analyst, everything that you can make a case is the walls closing in on Trump. You will make that case, right? That's the way it yeah. goes. But I don't see this as devastating. I actually think this could help Trump because his lawyer is going to have to testify that she lied. But why do you expect that your lawyer is going to lie and commit a crime? Like you expect that your lawyer is going to give you accurate legal advice because you're not a lawyer. Part of this may just be they think they can get politically damaging testimony on the record. Oh, I'm sure that's not true. legally right. That's just trying to dirty up Trump is is a big motivation here. They call it the Secret Royalty Program. This is a program that allows for Americans to now collect thousands of dollars or more in payouts every year. It's an IRS loophole. The publication Business Insider writes that this opportunity could provide, and I quote, enough money to live off of each year without having any other retirement plan. There are no age or income requirements. It's available to anyone 18 or older. There are no employment requirements. You can be working or retired. And the best part is, you never have to shop at this mega online retailer that's connected to all of this. The deadline to collect the next payout is just a few months away, so you may want to get started now. It only takes a few minutes to get set up, but here's what you got to do. Go to this website. Go check it out, secretroyaltyprogram.com. Again, that's secretroyaltyprogram.com, paid for by Wide Moat Research. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show here at 104.7 Freedom, D.C.'s Real News, Real Talk. We're just up the road from the Capitol. Joined now by Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri. Appreciate you being in studio with us here, Senator. And you legitimately, I think in the last hour or so, just attempted to have a resolution on the floor of the Senate condemning anti-Israel, pro-Hamas protests, which yep. are happening on college campuses. 
What happened? Well, the Democrats blocked it easy. I mean, they went to the floor and they said, oh, 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 no. You know, some of these groups, student groups, they were making legitimate points. So I had the language right in front of me, you know, the death to Jews, uh, the violence, we need to endorse violence. So I just held up and I said, well, well read to me yes. parts you think are legitimate. I'd like to hear it. And the response was, well, 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 I mean, I don't know, but, but you're, you, this is really smearing. I mean, we need to, they, they, these people have legitimate concerns. I just thought, this is the moral equivalency that's worse. When you say that we're going to celebrate killing Jews and yeah, we think the state of Israel ought to be eliminated. That's anti-Semitism. This isn't hard. Let's condemn it. You know, you're a free speech guy. I, I said, listen, they may have a right under yep. the First Amendment to say this stuff. That doesn't mean, though, that we have to say, oh, yeah, great, we love it. How do you think this this works out, though? You have some Democrats. We played even from Chuck Schumer before. We played from John Fetterman. The only yeah. time very, we've ever praised Fetterman yeah, in the yeah, history very, of the show. But he was right. He's right on Israel. Very yeah. strong and, you know, nothing really that I would edit in terms of what Schumer says on Israel, yeah. what, what Fetterman said on Israel. There, there are others as well on the Democrat side, they say that, and yet they never seem to call out the craziest stuff from within their own party on this issue. We know Democrats generally uh, expect a lot of unity within the party on messaging. On this one, though, it's like they allow the anti-Semitism caucus to do its thing, but they will stand forward as Democrat leadership and be pretty solid on Israel. And I think that's what today, what just happened on the floor of the Senate with my resolution, it exposes what's going on here. Because when you put them to it and you say, okay, okay, you say that you're pro-Israel, fine. But will you condemn this language from, frankly, leftist groups that are calling for Israel to be eliminated, for Jews to be killed? They won't do it. It's like, well, you know, oh, well, there's a lot of concerns here, a lot of legitimate concerns. What's legitimate about hoping that the Jewish people get killed? I mean, there's nothing legitimate about it. That, I think, really shows the, the problem that they have. Here's the other deal. I just noticed that I think it's like 70, 80 faculty members at Harvard now are writing to their president saying, you need to condemn the anti-Palestinian rhetoric that is coming. Yeah, so this is the left. The left, the true left, the grassroots, academic, radical left that drives their party, they are virulently anti Isn't it interesting, though, because the only real condemnations you'll hear, it's not that people condemn Palestinians, they condemn Hamas and all those who take part in Hamas actions. Yeah. On the other side, they condemn Israelis, they oh. condemn Jews. It's the, the whole the whole thing, right? It's, totally. it's the collective. Absolutely. You were a Supreme Court clerk. Yeah. You got a lot of background in the law. We were just talking about Sidney Powell, Atlanta. Pretend that you right now are defending Trump. Yeah. There's so many different moving parts here. You got the New York City charges. You got the Atlanta charges, Jan 6 charges, South Florida dock charges. How would you assess legally how some of those situations are going to play out? For instance, do you think that it's likely that there will be a resolution of those cases before the 2024 election? Just you have a lot of expertise here in the Supreme Court and in the legal process in general. How would you big picture analyze where we are and where you think we're going? Well, number one, it's clearly a coordinated strategy on the Democrats' part to try and, and keep Trump in court and not campaigning. I mean, all of this is coordinated. Obviously, I mean, they've said that. I mean, it's obviously coordinated, which is unbelievable abuse of the legal system. Number two, I think from a legal constitutional First Amendment point of view, 
The Jan 6 case is an extraordinarily weak case because it's all about speech. It's all about saying Trump, Trump, there's no dispute really about the facts. Everything Trump did, he did out in public. You know, I mean, it's not as if Trump never leaves you in doubt. Yeah, you know, right. He tells you. He went right out and said, yeah, I, I called the Secretary of State and I told him I thought I won and he should find some more votes. Alan Dershowitz, I thought, tellingly said, listen, when I, Dershowitz, defended Al Gore in 2000 and tried to get Gore to win that election, he said, we did the same thing. We said, we think Gore won. We went county by county where we thought we should have more votes, and we asked all of the people telling the votes there, please recount, yeah, because we think we have more votes, and we pressured him, he said, to get him to do it. And his comment was, that's totally legitimate. I mean, it's, it's the speech, we had a legitimate belief. So the idea that if Trump does it, that is somehow, that's a crime now? You may not like it, but that's a crime? I think that one is really, really weak on free speech grounds. And then, you know, my gosh, you lose track of all of them. I, I think the, the classified documents case, that just seems so trumped up and absurd to me. But if you're asking me on, on constitutional free speech grounds, I think the Jan 6 case, it's all about his speech. But that New York City case, I mean, that's open, oh, and, that's open that, and shut, that right? That one where he, very serious. 30, 30 <laughs> counts of, uh, of a clerical error or something in and the payment. Charging a crime that I think has, has never been charged before. You know, they're trying to bootstrap state law with a, a which they still haven't really explained oh, very well, no. even how they're doing that no they haven't that's another one where i just think purely on legal grounds i don't even know how that goes to a jury. so you think trump will be able to basically bulldoze through all these and get to the election well i know what i when I, my response to clay what i what i mean to say is is that i just think in terms of having these trials we're looking at particularly those federal cases these are big time lengthy trials a lot of argument i don't know how you get through all of those between, I mean, it's it's October now, yeah, right. They're not even proposing to start until next year. You're going to get oh, but yeah. So what I mean isn't isn't that Trump is going to see them all through and win them all. It's just that this isn't really going to stop him from doing what he's doing, running and all. You know, I, and it may even backfire on the Democrats oh, if they brought all backfire. this. Yeah, I think it'll backfire. I don't think it'll be resolved by next November. Do you think the Supreme Court will get involved at all, or you again, you were a Supreme Court clerk, or do you think they're so concerned because it's Trump that even though there may be a legal argument very strong which i think there is yeah that they'll just try to sidestep it because three of them are trump appointees and they're worried about the institutional attack that might happen i think they won't want to get involved because they won't want to get drawn into it you know most supreme court justices are very sort of conflict averse as we've seen um but i have to say that you know it's going to be hard particularly on that jan 6 case because it is so speech-based yeah you know, I'm sure the Trump people will appeal that all the way up to the top. And, you know, if it gets to them um, and Trump has lost at the lower court, I, you know, I think they'd probably be pretty hard pressed not to take it. Yeah. You know, because it's I mean, it's an important precedent. Right. Right. And other cases involving presidents, Nixon, you know, have gone to the Supreme Court before. So, um, I, you know, I think that's possible. Can we you're a senator, you know, but Congress next door, you know, those guys, too. Can we throw you in the middle of the food fight here and just tell us what are the Republicans doing now? We're going to have a. A speaker pro temp for a while because people, you know, won't even on the Republican side figure. It looks like the grand strategy was no strategy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of, of the pro temp thing. Listen, I'll just say I'm not a member of the House and never have been. So I don't know the House and I, I wouldn't tell them how to vote. But as a, as a senator, I would just say we need the House. Republicans have a majority in the House. We need it to function. The country needs it to function. We need it to do oversight on Biden. We need it to actually uh, stop the Biden agenda, and we needed to. This is the only part of the government where we have a chance to actually put something forward. The border, for instance, Senate will never move a border bill. Never. We've got to have the House. So, 
I just plead with my counterparts over there, you know, just choose somebody, please, and make it permanent, and and let's get back. How are we looking for the Senate in your mind for 24? Oh, should win it. If we if we can't win the Senate in 2024, then Republicans don't deserve to be in the majority ever again. I mean, we are we have a map where the Dems have twice as many seats that they have to defend as us, very favorable to us. We've got to go out there, though, senators, Senate Republicans, and make an argument and talk about what we're going to do. And I think last time around, this was a decision by our leadership, which is a huge mistake. It was, oh, let's go out and just say, we're not for anything. We're not going to talk about anything. We'll just say that Biden sucks. Well, everybody knows Biden sucks. But you got to go out and tell the voters, what are you going to do for them? And we didn't do that, and here we are. You just had a hearing, um, and I want to thank you for doing it. You held the NCAA president's feet to his fire. Uh, uh, over this ridiculousness of if a guy decides that he's a girl, they have to share locker rooms. Men are changing alongside of women. You're a sport, like you grew up a sports fan. Yeah. Would you have ever believed that the entire Democrat party would believe that a man who pretends to be a woman should be able to win a women's championship? And I don't know if you saw this. I don't know if you saw this, Buck. Maxim's Hot 100. Remember that used to be a big deal, the hundred best looking women out there? I, I, I you do, might I do remember. Some of back you may be back when I was in some college, of you out there listening may have heard I, that. I like, had a friend who had it yeah, once. Yeah, yeah, let me yeah. see it once. They just named a man as one of the hundred oh, best looking women in America. Oh, and I just I, I look at that and I'm like, there weren't a hundred good looking women. So what's going on there? What what where how have we gotten here? And for people who didn't hear that conversation, what were you told? How did that happen? Well, here's what I said. I said to the NCAA president, Charlie Baker's his name now, I just said to him, Listen, you made Riley Gaines and a bunch of other female athletes have a man in their locker room. You didn't tell him beforehand, you didn't ask him. And you didn't get their consent. You didn't even try to get it, and you certainly didn't obtain their consent. What do you What do you say about that? Is that your policy? And he hemmed and hawed, and finally said, "Well, that's it's not policy." And then he said, "Well, he wasn't sure." Yeah. And I'm like, "Now, come on, this is not a stupid guy, by yeah. the way, it, as if he doesn't know. He knows, so he needs to come clean and say what it is." And here's what I would say, Clay, is that. He knows, and the rest of the NCAA know, how unbelievably stupid and wrong it sounds to say, yeah, biological men ought to be in women's locker rooms and the women should just have to take it. Nobody in their right mind thinks that's right. Yep. So, But they did it, and now they don't want to talk about it. They certainly don't want to apologize for it. And so here we are. To your question about my Democrat colleagues, yeah, I mean, not a one of them, not a one of them has stood up and said, this is wrong, this is crazy. And my question is, what happened to women's rights wait, wait, Title IX? But do, do they? Do you think they know that it's wrong and crazy, and they're just cowards, or do you think they've actually bought this nonsense? Fifty-fifty. I think. Okay. I think a number of them actually believe it. I think they are absolutely a, a, a trans woman is a woman, a hundred percent. There's no difference, you know. But I think others are like, no, this is nuts. But they just feel they can't speak out because they will get jammed by their radical base who really controls them more and more it's a tiny segment of their party and yet that's who they that's who they kowtow to last question for you i think um you're a huge kansas city chief yeah oh yeah where's this going buck everybody out there listening has seen this travis kelsey taylor swift relationship (laughs) your team has won two super bowls as you sit here are you concerned that uh that that 
Taylor Swift could be the Yoko Ono of the Kansas City Chiefs dynasty, bringing down everything. And what's it like to be a Chiefs fan sitting wanting to watch your favorite team and they just keep showing this pop star on television all day long? Do you think it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if your wife is a Taylor Swift fan. I have no idea. Does it make her more likely to watch as a fan or are you just like, all I care about is the game itself? Well, I was, I'm in the latter category. Yeah. But I will say that my wife and I were, were sitting on the couch watching the Kansas City Chiefs there on Thursday night football last week and i think taylor was at that game you're right my wife was with me yeah and we're sitting there and she said at one point i had looked down for a minute and she said oh look there's taylor swift <laughs> and you know oh this is you know exciting and i was like oh again <laughs> um so uh listen I, I will just say i am for whatever gets us another super bowl clay so I, I think we need to get back to super bowl win it again i think we can do it and uh, i'm for whatever gets us there well, today, Clay came in with a pumpkin spice latte, and I actually had a Nutella latte, so... <laughs> I don't know that we can well, judge masculinity <laughs> on any level we, right we, now. We might as well just start playing Taylor Swift as our theme song <laughs> at this point. Like, we might as well just go for it. But, Senator Hawley, great to uh, see you here live in D.C. with us. Thanks for coming to hang out. Thanks for having me. Since 9-11, Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families. Heroes who put their lives on the line to protect our country, our communities, all of us. Heroes like 9-11 first responder FDNY Lieutenant Joseph Maiello. He answered the call to help others on America's darkest day. Years later, he suffered a fatal heart attack in the line of duty, leaving behind his wife and two kids. When heroes like Maiello lose their lives in the line of duty, severely injured as well, Tunnel of Towers there to help. Tunnel of Towers paid the mortgage on the Maiello family home family's financial burden during their darkest hours. America's heroes and their families need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Need a break from politics? A little comedy to counter the craziness? So do we. The Sunday Hang, a weekend podcast to lighten things up a bit. Find it in the Clay and Buck podcast feed on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip. Who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way. A brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before. Tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi. 
How could the most powerful man in media just vanish from public life? My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'm a reporter who's covered politics for years, and in this podcast, I'm going to travel far and wide searching for the reclusive Matt Drudge, the founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who've worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. I'll also be chasing down tips from you, the listener, through a special hotline. So if you know where Drudge is right now or have a great Drudge story that might help us better understand the mysterious media mogul, please give us a call at 301-200-2414. Hopefully by the time this show ends, the man who knows Drudge best, Matt Drudge himself, will break his silence and sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to be closing up shop here on Clay and Buck. Thanks for rolling with us. Make sure you check out the podcast of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Please subscribe the iHeartRadio app. That's the best way to do it. Download that iHeartRadio app to your phone and then subscribe to Clay and Buck. You can listen to us anytime. And we highly recommend that you do because we think this show is pretty fantastic. Um, and Clay, um, I'm just going to admit it. You know, I've, I've been away from it for a little while. Um, I haven't really been in a place where I felt like it was, uh, you know, the best way to go, but there are scooters on the street here <laughs> in Washington, DC. And one of the best ways to see this town is you hop on one of those scoot scooters and, uh, and you just fly around town. You hope you do not get hit by any traffic and it's a lot of fun. So the question is, are you going to join no. me on a scooter tour? No, Clay I will refuses, not get on a scooter. refuses the scooter. I'm just going to tell everybody right now the offer has been made, but he is too cool for scooter. I, I it's not only that I that I think I'm too cool for a scooter, that is certainly true. It's also that um I DC traffic can be a bit of a mess. Well, you get the traffic circles, which is feels very nobody French, has very French nobody has boring. any idea. I lived up here, Washington Circle. Nobody ever had any idea how to drive around. You know how it. you enter a traffic circle? You're supposed to just count to three, close your eyes, and hit the accelerator. That's well, I, I always think I'm uh, kidding. Don't do that. It's dangerous. I always like to make the joke to my wife uh, whenever we go around one of those traffic circles. Hey, look, kids, Big Ben. If you remember the original, I think it was European Vacation, I guess, where Chevy Chase's character gets caught in the traffic circle and just keeps going around and around again because he can't get back out. Um, but uh, we've been look. I, I will say this: this studio that we have up here is fantastic. And one hundred four point seven, Freedom one hundred four point seven, our new station here in DC. Uh, we really want to grow this and get a lot of people who are making their way into the dc area every day you know the beltway i i I was a beltway commuter so i know i know the deal a great thing to do is to listen um and i know that people also can listen to us on the podcast when it's uh later on drive time in the day so we're hoping we get people to uh to tune in in the dc area because you know there is a lot of stuff going on here yeah when the trial starts in theory if they have it in march here in dc I think we're going to be back up using this studio some to be able to talk to people. And look, we love having people on via phone, but yesterday Ted Cruz comes by. You just heard Senator Josh Hawley. People can make the trip up here. Whenever we get a resolution with what exactly is going to go on with the speaker, we'll be able to figure that out. Now it looks like it's going to go on into January. Um, but, uh, no, no one has, no one has yet been able to tell us, including different, you know, congressional staff and you know, Republican staff, et cetera. Uh, what exactly is this whole speaker fight about at this point now? And I know people are looking for greater meaning in all this, yeah. but I'm telling you, 
Nobody here in D.C. seems to think there's greater meaning, so it just looks like a squabble. We had a lot of people come in uh, into the studio yesterday to meet, uh, and we had outside of studio conversations, and we just kept asking, hey, is this a part of a grand strategic chess move? Not one person has been able to explain what anyone is doing in the House as it pertains to the speaker battle. Not I do one. have friends who, who argue that the best thing that government can do is generally gridlock, so... Maybe well, maybe if you're looking for a silver lining, uh, that might be it. But I'd rather us not gridlock the only place in government right now where we have an elected majority. Um, you know, gridlock in the Senate to me right now sounds great. Gridlock in the House, not so much. Uh, but, you know, there's time to change these things, Clay. I'm, I'm starting to feel more optimistic about 2024. I'm not yet throwing a party, but I'm optimistic. I agree. Tomorrow, Friday edition, we'll try to have some fun, send you into the weekend on a good note up here from D.C. Thanks to all the guests and thanks to all of you. Talk to you then. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man who's called Mal Evans. Was on and uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, "Will you pass the salt and pepper?" And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, "What? Salt and pepper?" Listen to season two of McCartney: A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.